This is Envision Self-Healing Podcast, episode number 26. Hi, I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we are the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated in helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. This week's topic is using juicing as an eye exercise. And in the second half of the podcast, we're going to be answering a YouTube question, which asks us, can I do the astigmatism exercises with my glasses on? I have very bad astigmatism. So Richard, how's the world of self-healing been treating you this week? Well, I've been, uh, here we go again. I've been working let, on let my Let me ha- guess you've been busy. <laughs> I've been really busy, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, pretty I much been, every episode I, in, in, the, in the history of Envision Self-Healing I starts know, with I've been really busy. busy. But I've been getting, I've literally been getting up at 5, 6 in the morning. I get up and I like go out and strip paint off of parts. You're going to get up at 6 a.m. to go strip Go strip out, out of my deck to go stripping, yes. <laughs> no, I go out and strip Cold paint. I uh, Oh my God, I'm moving boxes around. It's it's crazy. And I'm online all the time ordering lamps and uh, yeah. oh, oh, just crazy. Building a house. Building a house, which is, I mean, I am doing it in record time, so yeah. it will be over fairly soon here. Um so as far as me, as my life concerned, I did also order a new juicer, which we're going to be talking about juicing this time a bit. So mm-hmm. it's timely as usual. Yeah. And I'm very excited. It comes next Thursday. Yeah. I hope you have um, to check that guy out. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah, I was telling Will earlier, this is my sports car of juicers. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm treating myself. I guess I'm past my midlife crisis, but it feels a bit, <laughs> this is my midlife crisis juicer. So the Norwalk juicer. It's so. a post, po- yeah. post midlife crisis juicer. Yeah. Maybe I just never got over my midlife crisis. Somebody <laughs> could easily argue that looking yeah. at my life. But anyway, okay, back to healing. Maybe you're going <laughs> to detox that midlife crisis right out of your system with that yeah. juicer. yeah. Okay, so I ordered this juicer, and uh, I'm hoping to start using it next Thursday as soon as it arrives. Mm -hmm. But the biggest event this week was going, um, I was actually pinch hitting for a friend of ours who ironically was teaching a vision class at Stanford, and she had eye surgery in the middle of it. And uh, so I went down to teach at Stanford, and she actually recovered enough to go with me and so we did it together. Yeah, it sounded really good. It was really good. They were, uh, they're really keen down there, aren't they? Stanford very keen, University yeah. For... Yeah. These are employees of Stanford uh, who unfortunately are very uh, intensely using computers. Uh, in particular, there's a couple people in this class who are researchers at Stanford. Okay. Very accomplished people at a young age. Mm, there's a few MDs, isn't there, in the class? Yeah, well? one of them was an MD. And another person was a researcher and more in engineering. Okay. And both of them, it was, of course, it's fascinating to us. Not so good for them. Both of them were having uh, macula problems Mm. uh, at an age they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, And I think it it comes directly from uh, the intense use of their central vision doing their research. And the doctors, of course, would never, when I talked Mm. to one of them this last time, she said the doctor mentioned nothing about yeah. it coming from lifestyle or or using their eyes. Just the same as exercise couldn't help uh, diabetes or uh, right. obesity a few years ago. 
Exactly. So, but once, uh, by the second level of problem she hit, she's having, she had one macular problem in one eye and now she's having another macular problem, a different macular problem in another eye. Yeah, which uh, I just want to point out here, this is why we always say to people that even if they've damaged one eye and say it is irreversible and even if right. self-healing can't help with that eye, it's still important to rest the vision that you do have and the to save that yeah. vision. People really don't think about that when they think about right. self-healing. No, because her, her eye that was first affected... She got treatment and it got a little better. She ended up with a blind spot in that eye because mm-hmm. of the treatment. But um, but then that put much more stress on the other eye, and now it's having macular problems as well, different. Yeah. So it's it was fascinating to me to see how the lifestyle of a researcher of such intense pressure to see and grab information with mm-hmm. your eyes, with your central vision, has an impact on people and. It, these are not all people. These are not people who yeah. have spent a life doing this. It's funny you say that as well because this week I got a phone call from a lady who was experiencing issues with her central vision. And again, I, I'm, I bet it's exactly the same thing. Exactly. To me, it sounds like edema. The doctors won't diagnose it or they can't diagnose it. They don't know what it is. Um, and she's a bookkeeper. A bookkeeper, right. So... You know, it's, it's becoming an epidemic, I guess. Yeah, I think with the world, with computers, and I do think the stress of our lives, you know, and it, I can't exactly, it's, this is uh, me talking about but people under stress. stress. Well, at least your stress <laughs> is peripheral stress. There you go, peripheral stress. And I'm looking at color and, uh, yeah. although I am on the computer a lot, but yeah. yeah. But it is interesting to see, well, and I can sympathize because their lives are very pressure filled and, you mm-hmm. know, they've accomplished so much. They have ambition and you kind of applaud what they're doing with their lives. Yeah. And yet, you know, the price they're paying for it. Um, so the, the difficulty for everyone yeah. is, is then to find this happy medium that we've we mm-hmm. spent so much trying to talk about working, succeeding in life but being able to make sure you're not overusing and straining your eyes at the same time. Right. And I, I guess in general, we would say it's overuse of the central vision. That seems mm. to be the epidemic that we're all going through. Yeah. So that was fascinating for me to see. But it was also nice that there were, it was a good, there were over 20 people in this class in general yeah. over, over a four-week period. Mm-hmm. And they were all very enthusiastic. Yeah. And they could see... The logic and the sensibility of what we were saying. It's so. very much common sense. It is, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So it's nice, you know, hopefully we might be getting our, our foot in the door at Stanford. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and maybe in a couple of years' time we might actually get some sort of a study or... Yeah. Someone will pay attention at some point. When everybody at Stanford has lost their central vision, <laughs> then maybe they'll start thinking, hmm, I wonder what's going on. But we've we got to save these, these researchers' central vision so they continue yeah, to do research yeah, so yeah. they can research us. So. Yeah, we just won't have any researchers left. Yeah. But maybe that would be the research. Maybe that would help be them. Yes. And exactly. then they can just write it afterwards. Yes, that would be <laughs> ideal. So that was, uh, yeah, other than uh, accomplishing a lot in my house, that was my week this week and how about you uh yeah good i'm st- i'm still following on from from last week's um i don't even know what to call it anymore at one point during the week it was nothing short of a miracle right um when i was realizing how much my periphery was increasing um but it's just amazing how over the last few days my brain has pretty much already adjusted to the new periphery it's already uh it's already old news 
Um, oh. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm trying to figure out the next day. It's amazing. The brain just, you know, yeah. a couple of days, it was really, you know, wow, look at this yeah. extra periphery and everything was new. And and then a couple of days in, it was like, okay, so I'm there now. What's next? You know, how do I? And then, and then a couple more days later, it was, well, I'm sure I've always had this vision. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I could always see that light in this, you know, oh, it's oh, I amazing. could always, and it just, it adapts so quickly. Yeah. And I have to, I go back and, and look at the notes uh, that I make, because I always keep a vision journal, and I'm like, no, you didn't see that no. previously, this, this, is, this is new stuff that you're seeing all the time. So it's just amazing to see how the brain just adapts to it, and that, that eagerness to continue to improve is always, always more, always want more. Well, it also proves that we are under the weight of sort of society saying this, this can't happen. You know, there's a yeah. bit of a barrier, sort of almost a glass ceiling for your eyes mm. that this, the culture at large sort of enforces this, you know, it can't be happening. You can't, you just hear so much sort of naysaying about mm. what we're doing that maybe even us, you know, we're, we're susceptible to like, well, maybe that really didn't happen, you know? Yeah, and I, th- I think you also, you always compare your vision to someone else's vision. So True. I'm like, I'm like, wow, because I, I was by myself, you know, I was living by myself for a right. while, whilst my fiance was in Canada, and I'm like, I can see this, and I can do this in my periphery, and it was just this amazing thing. And she comes back with her 20 Hawkeye, you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> 2010 vision, and, you know, we were sort of walking down the road, and I sort of, you know, maybe not stumble or I have yeah. to look to check something even though now um, I've really I've been able to decipher each different uh, colors and patterns in the tiling on the ground in front of me which is amazing mm-hmm. um, but in comparison to her vision or to other people's vision my right. periphery is still poor so even though I'm going th- through this amazing and still it's still improving every day even only yesterday did I I started seeing my hands as I walk, like continuously see wow. the hands move wow. as I walk. Um, and some of the, you know, the other stuff that I've been working uh, with that, that I've been able to see that before I just couldn't see whatsoever. Hmm. Um, I even started to see some slight detail in my upper periphery, hmm. which is something I've never wow. seen before. By detail, I mean better color, better contrast. I could make out that it was actually my hand and the, the skin tone of my hand instead of being an object. Um, but certainly it was interesting how I, I just sort of, even though I hit that achievement point and, you know, it really was a massive achievement there, there was no bells and whistles. There was no yeah. congratulations. I They wouldn't give me the Nobel Prize for it. I did ask. No. Um, and, you know, and it sort of just leaves you with that, okay, what's next? Which in some ways is great because it means I'm going to keep pushing myself and I really have this week been spent in a large majority of my time trying to maintain and utilize I'm almost afraid it's going to go away so I'm yeah. I'm you know really trying to work it because before it was sort of I would notice something in my, my periphery and I'm sure if we went back and listened to these podcasts actually uh, you'll probably notice uh, for example our uh, a couple of episodes ago I talked about when I went to a, a supermarket or a, or a vegetable shop and I noticed the um, ceiling above me, uh, not ceiling, what's it, you call it an awning that comes out, you know, yeah, outside. Yeah, it's annoying, there. yeah. And um, I noticed a bit of it before and I stuck a picture up on our Facebook fan page. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I walked past there yesterday or the day before to get a big box of oranges, which nearly killed me on the way home. 
<laughs> I need to get a car yeah. um, or a taxi. Yeah. And um, the difference is this time is I could see and follow the whole awning from the very top all the way down. Like it, it wasn't a, mm. oh, there it is. Oh, but it's, you know, it now it is continuous. So there's there's clearly been a, there's a connection that's been made there. And what I'm trying to focus on now is keeping that and not falling into my old pattern of central vision. It, for me, it really feels like a, a habit. Right. My central vision is a habit. And I notice myself slipping into it every now and then. And, um, you know, it's before I talked about how I need to consciously be in my periphery. Mm -hmm. And over the last few days, it's becoming uh, mechanical. It's becoming more habitual being in that peripheral state, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. So, and I can actually feel it. I can feel the outsides of my eyes really working um, when I'm in that state. And one of my main eye exercises this week has actually been going for walks because what I've been doing is as I as I go for a walk, um, I've just been paying attention to that extreme outer periphery and just noticing all the the differences and even trying to hold it as one image instead of individual objects. Because oh. before I talked about, I feel one of the things that got me here was in the periphery I identify individual objects and oh, it right. builds a larger picture mm -hmm. now i'm trying to hold it all at the same time wow instead of consciously picking single objects i'm telling myself here's the world see it mm -hmm. once. Mm -hmm. um so as i'm walking of course everything's moving i also found that walking down uh, on lincoln drive which is a main road in here in san francisco so i've got the cars going down one side right i've got the buildings on the other side I've got big, uh, tall buildings above me. One thing I've also been doing is going for walks through Golden Gate Park. Mm -hmm. And I will put a picture up uh, on the Facebook fan page of, of why that's been so beneficial to me. And you'll, you'll see in this picture the big, tall trees. Right. And uh, behind that is the sky. So the sky is white or blue and then oh. the trees are sort of dark. Yeah, contrast, yeah. So, and also the light's coming in through the side. So I've got all this stimulates it's the easy contrast for my periphery to pick up well and it's at various distances that the branch some branches are closer some yeah. are farther yeah it gives exactly. you a lot of variety yeah so it's like it's just it's a perfect place to walk mm -hmm. through those those big trees stimulate the periphery as i'm walking mm -hmm. and doing it at a, a conscious time and trying to integrate it switch off my central vision incorporate my periphery right so anyway, <laughs> so it's been uh, it's been a busy week. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, extremely successful. Mm -hmm. One thing I found really interesting is I did start getting eye strain Ooh. during the week. Um, and, you know, after a couple of days, I was, you know, really excited, really working the periphery. And then I did notice a bit of strain from obviously I'm using these cells and, and bits of my vision that that's interesting that I've because not used before. we don't think of straining your eyes by using your periphery at all because it's so no. opposite to what we're all doing. Except what you could say is that I'm overworking what's what's been weak all this time. Sure, yeah. So it'd be the same as if somebody's injured their leg. And, I mean, we teach it all the time. Yeah. Whether I'm going to do it or not is completely... <laughs> you know, if, so, if someone's got an injured leg, you wouldn't tell them just to start walking straight away. Yeah, but they uh, always want to, of course. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. And I, and I found myself very eager and keen. I was trying to tell myself to slow down. 
what I really needed to do was palm several several yeah. hours every evening, really sort of integrate it in. But it's so difficult when you when you get these these moments of improvement, and it's so exciting, and you want to you know how far can I go, and and what exercises can make this periphery come back more, and all the rest mm. of it. So uh, yeah, so it was important for me at that point to sort of. It's uh, ironically, anyway, I only lasted a couple of days. Um, I got a couple of really good nights sleep, mm. and um, and I did where I was do my peripheral vision exercises. I was putting maybe about seventy five percent of it towards palming, uh, okay. and I cut down on the periphery stuff. Sure. Um, so I did uh, cut back a little bit. So uh, just. I don't know, it's funny, we see it all the time with our clients, they start, it's almost like having a clear flash, right? There's somebody trying to get rid of their glasses, they've got myopia, they get a flash of clear vision, and they want to get that, get that flashback, they want to keep working, keep working. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's not necessarily how it works. But for me, I guess I took a real brain approach. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that my brain could strengthen the connection with the periphery that I feel I've lost over the years. See, this is where we need those Stanford researchers to, <laughs> to put you in an MRI yeah. and see the blood flow in, your, in that part of your brain. Would, I just think it would be so easy to monitor it would, the, actually. The, just the activity, the fact that you... I, I firmly believe that you would honestly see more activity now in the occipital lobe, the, the back of the brain, and in particular where it's the, the vision is responsible for peripheral vision. Right. Um, because I'm... I'm every day actively, you know, seeing more and and continuously in my periphery. So yeah, um, maybe no. maybe if everyone sends us a dollar each, we might be able to afford. <laughs> oh sure, how about a billion people sending us? <laughs> we might be able to afford a study of our own. We could build a building at Stanford with a with a billion dollars. We could build a building at Stanford. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking more just doing a study here. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. Maybe we don't need a billion then. Well, maybe for a billion, we can just uh, persuade them, Stanford, to do a study anyway with that amount of money. Well, I just remember they just built a billion-dollar building oh, really? for uh, stem cell research. Oh. Yeah, I've walked by it. Stick yeah. this one next door. Yeah. The two can compete. <laughs> we can go and sabotage at lunchtime. Well, we, okay, we've got the billion-dollar stem cell building. We'll, put, we'll pitch up a teepee. That is the eye exercise TP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll yeah, cost us, yeah. you know, $150. The hippie so tent. The hippie tent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just teach eye exercises next to the stem cell research, the billion dollar stem cell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not to stereotype. No, 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 no. So anyway, real, uh, real, real interesting week. And obviously, it's, it's an amazing time for me. The last six years of, yeah. of working on my vision, I really feel like this, I'm sort of at some sort of a pinnacle here or some sort yeah. of a point so I'm, I'm still really excited i'm still trying to get my head around it all what caused it what sort of things you know was was it diet was it working on the neurological exercises was it the eye exercises you know you know trying to figure it all out what you know what really helped and how can i move myself forward mm, sounds good so i think it's about a good time to move on to topic of the week And the topic of the week this week is using juicing as an eye exercise. So those of you that listened uh, a couple of days ago, I talked about how uh, one of the motivations for us focusing on nutrition is I was trying to work juicing into my diet. I was going to do a juice fast, but 
Right. I sort of felt like it it wasn't the right time. Yeah. You know, there's so much crazy stuff going on and I really needed my energy. Right. Um, and it is true. If you and doing a juice fast, at least the beginning parts can be pretty, you can be pretty tired. Yeah. And it's, I think it's important when you do something like that is to respect what you're actually doing mm-hmm. to your body. You are fasting. Um, you're still getting the nutrients, but you're not, you know, physically eating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's a good time to take those 10 days out and see it as a retreat. Right. Have lots of nice baths, go spend some money on, you know, pampering yourself, go right, get a right. massage, you know, buy nicer food that, that to juice than you wouldn't normally use, you know, really use it as a time to relax and maybe even, I don't know, spend some more time meditating or working towards your spiritual practice. Right. You know, it's important people want to power through these things and i say that because i did that the first time i ever did a fast that's right I remember and I, I was exercising three hours a day <laughs> i, I think did that i think on my last on my last fast uh the last day of my my fast it was uh, what 10 days i'd done and i wanted to prove it because it was a, it was liberating right i hadn't right. eaten for 10 days right i'd gone my whole life thinking that i had to eat every couple of hours otherwise i would just keel over and die yeah and um i went for a 10k run on yeah, that, on that, that night, that and was, I, I just felt like a million bucks. Right, I, I felt like I could have just kept going and going again. Anyway, afterwards, I just I noticed that I'd lost quite a bit of weight, mm-hmm. and um, and it was it was just as liberating as it was. I think the better way I feel to approach things like fasting is is certainly relaxing. And mm-hmm. and how did you find when you did your juice fast? Yeah, that was the the pattern I had was it was how many days. It was the first three, maybe three and a half days. I was really tired. Yeah, and then I had some energy burst. That was the kind of halfway. Huh? <laughs> that was the onions. It was the onions, right? <laughs> you, you you suggested I put onions in. I forgot that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Well, it could have been tired. Could have yeah, been just the onions. It could have yeah. been just the onions. Well, they say that the first three days your body's getting all the, the toxins out, and I also yeah. think that's when you're getting over the fact that you've not eaten. Yeah. So it's sort of a mental thing of, I've not eaten. When was the last time I ate? I'm really yeah. tired. And then after about three days, you're like, well, actually, I'm fine. Well, any for for whatever, it was the onions or it was the fourth day, I had a huge <laughs> energy burst, kind of like when you ran that 10K. Yeah. I think that lasted a long time. And I stopped sleeping at a certain point. That was kind of, it's like the energy burst that I couldn't sleep for a while. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So, Too much energy almost. Yes, it was. So um, I found a lot of my energy came from not spending time digesting the food. I'd have a big meal and then that would be me done for about half an hour, an hour. And, you know, I sort of have to relax a little bit until we let the food digest. And with the juicing, you know, you stick some juice yeah, and you're not necessarily digesting anything and you feel light and very energetic and you just go on about your day. Yeah. So that was certainly one thing I found with that. But... So we we must uh, we must separate here that so juice fasting we're not necessarily saying juice fasting is the only way to do juicing. Juice fasting is something that uh, Richard and I have been experimenting with um, to see how it can help improve our eyes and also with our health. And if any of you have seen the documentary Fat Sick and Nearly Dead, that's certainly a good motivation for lots of people to start juicing. And even if you don't have a serious condition, um, then it is you know, advisable to, to maybe do a 10 day juice fast, what they call it on the documentary, uh, fat, sick and nearly dead. They call it a reboot. So it allows right. the body sort of kickstart itself. 
uh, back into action. And one of the reasons why that is, is because you're feeding the body with just pure micronutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, all these nutrients, if you think of what you get in a day on the average diet, maybe you have a little side salad, you know, with your, your fish at lunch. And then in the evening, I don't know, maybe you have a, an, a, a lasagna with, you know, a little bit more side salad. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And my diet's just been greens for the last, for so long now. I don't know what most the, people what don't the average have. People. They don't <laughs> eat two salads in a day. Forget it. <laughs> so maybe you only have, I don't know, half a salad in your day. And then, that's, I mean, if you think how many micronutrients that is, uh, by micronutrients, you know, we mean things like uh, vitamin A and B and, and everything mm. that helps uh, get the body regenerating again. Then, you know, compare that to if you were just juicing three three main times a day where you're, I don't know, how many pounds would you say that you juiced in a day? Oof. Yeah, on the juice fast, it might have been, wow, four or five pounds, I would think. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know I was doing... 60 ounces three three times a day so i was i was really getting that juice in there so the idea is that you're supplying the body with lots of nutrients and you're not eating as well so your body the time it normally spends digesting it can also spend on healing the body and also you're not necessarily getting any of those toxins that you would normally get um, from maybe dairy or meat mm-hmm. or you know or chocolate alcohol mm-hmm. you know, all those things are cut out so that you're just allowing the body a chance uh, to repair itself and take a time out yeah so it's great for things like getting over coffee cravings um, any sort of drug nicotine you mm-hmm. know it's it's a good way to give the body a rest clear out any toxins from the liver and the kidneys and anything there um, to then help your system feel a lot better afterwards so juice fasting is one thing that we recommend of course if you are going to do it then they you know you should go check with your doctor to make sure that it's okay to do so but there is more and more research and more tv documentaries and everything showing how getting these you know doing things like these juice fasts can really help really any sort of kind of condition Mm-hmm. And you, but you've been experimenting with a slightly different approach lately. Yeah, so juice fasting is sort of is one area, and we're not saying oh, if you're not going to juice fast, don't do juicing. Right, right. <laughs> um, that's just, I guess, an extreme. And when you're ready to do it, then it's something to look into. But if you can't do that, or you you know you're not quite ready for that yet, then just putting just one juice a day even if you just have a juice for breakfast but it's a freshly made one right um there's a lot of people that say maybe a green juice if you could try and juice up some kale or spinach or just to get the greens in and maybe you start out with fruit juices as sort of a you know getting your feet wet yeah a little bit but then we would encourage you to start adding in vegetable juices because um with the fruit, you're mainly getting fructose mm-hmm. with the juice. You're getting the vitamins too with that. But if you just went with fruit, you'd just be sitting, hitting yourself with a bunch of fructose. Yeah, I remember when I did my first juice fast and I, I was doing a lot of fruits because I you know, wanted the calories. Right? And I right. found that I would be energized right. for half an hour, an hour, and then I'd crash. Crash, yeah. Um, but when I mainly juiced vegetables, mm-hmm. then I was just, I was just fine mm-hmm. uh, all day long. So you're also, I mean, think before when we talked back in the, the first podcast um, on nutrition, we talked about vitamin A 
zeaxanthian right. and, and lutein. Right. And of course, the best sources of those were uh, for, for the beta carotene and the vitamin A was in the carrots. Right. You know, anything bright and colorful, tomatoes, peppers, that sort of stuff. And then the lutein and the zeaxanthian is going to be in your greens, in the right. spinach, kale, uh, any sort of lettuce. Collard greens, yeah. Yeah, so this way, I mean, it's very difficult. I mean, I couldn't sit and eat a whole bunch of, well, I actually could sit and eat a whole bunch of spinach, but uh, things like, you know, collard greens or kale, I couldn't sit and eat a whole bunch of kale. That would be, yeah. that'd be too difficult. So what you're doing is you're juicing it instead. You know, it's a hit, a hit yeah. of nutrients. And um, even if you can only do that once a day, you're still getting that X amount of extra uh, vitamins and minerals that you wouldn't otherwise be getting. And certainly if you're looking at vision improvement, then that vitamin A and, uh, and the lutein and all the rest of it is going to help uh, improve that, that vision improvement process. And I guess um, we would also say that what a, you know, how much better that would be to get it fresh from the vegetables as opposed to going and buying even the highest quality supplement, yeah. Um, it, there's really no substitute for the actual vegetable giving yeah. it to you. And nature. I mean, we're we're yeah. biological animals, and we we you know respond to cells and such. And it mm-hmm. makes sense to get it as natural as possible. They're even saying now with the juice that you buy in in the supermarket, it's been pasteurized, so they've killed off a lot of the the good stuff that's that's good for you. Plus, think how many days old that juices right and they say reducing that you should really sort of drink it within the four hour mark because of oxidation and you know the loss yeah. of vitamins and minerals and as an example actually even if you don't have a juicer and maybe you're just thinking about it say you know somebody who does take a bottle take a bottle of your the best orange juice you can get in the supermarket mm-hmm. oh yeah then to buy four oranges and go and juice those yeah, oranges. Totally different. Drink the two, and there's no, there's really no comparison no, isn't. between the two. No. So certainly something that I've been experimenting with now is juicing continuously throughout the day, and eating my healthy meals three times a day. So I'm still eating my meals, but I'm juicing at the same time. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether it was necessarily the reason why. I'm sure there was lots of reasons, but this was certainly when I got this boost in peripheral vision. Right. And I mean, it just makes sense. You're just, the body wants to heal itself. Remember last week we talked about a house being made of, you know, the house is only right. as good as the materials you make it from. And you can imagine that I'm just supplying myself with all these nutrients or, you know, people at home wanting to help themselves. They're supplying the body with all these micronutrients so the body's able to do the job that it wants to do. Right. So one, uh, one of the cons that we really feel with uh, juicing, uh, something that they say also is that you don't get the fiber. Right. So, I mean, for me, my personal argument against this is you're eating anyway, so I don't understand necessarily what they're talking about. And if you just juice, you don't really need the fiber because there's nothing solid there anyway. So... I don't quite understand oh, that's true. the, whole, I see what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. whole fiber thing here. Well, I mean, there is the health of your colon. I, mean, if you, I don't think anyone could completely live on juice for the rest of their lives. No. But you certainly wouldn't have a healthy colon if you didn't have <laughs> any fiber for the rest of your life. But as you say, maybe you wouldn't need your colon. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I see. Now, I guess the thing is here, I'm thinking about my diet, which is oh, sure. mainly fruits and vegetables. Right. Uh, okay. So where is your someone that has a lot of meat, a lot yes. of carbohydrates? Yes. 
So if you were just eating meats and carbohydrates, well, not vegetable carbohydrates, but you know, yeah. grains and such like that, uh -huh. and then you supplemented with juice, you would be lacking in fiber. Right. You would never think of living that way, but that, that's what they're imagining you could do. Right. Yeah, so, so that's ah, what they're... So I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's not in your consciousness. Completely, completely yeah. skipped by me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, that, so, again, I mean, my answer for that is just eat more fruits and vegetables in your day, which everyone should be eating anyway. Well, and this goes back to maybe the overdose of fructose. One uh, strategy is to juice the vegetables and uh, put the fruits in your blender and make a smoothie out of the fruits, which keeps the fiber with the fruits and that gives you the fiber that you do need already and you're probably as you as well as as well as lifestyle uh professes if you're eating salads and stuff like that you're getting enough fiber that way as mm. well so so yeah so i guess that that sort of um the only other con i guess i would make out on the juicing is it can take time it does um and you do have to spend more money on vegetables fruits and vegetables but i mean what are we doing here anyway you know yeah we're, we're trying to heal ourselves we're trying to improve our health if you're not going to spend a little bit of extra money on fruits and vegetables then you know you're really limiting yourself in what you want to achieve but uh, i certainly know people tend to find it's an effort i know myself i have to get up an extra 40 minutes earlier in the morning because i do the extra juicing and i prepare a juice for later on in the day and and then prepare my big <laughs> breakfast of fruit so um so it can be time consuming which true of course you know we all know that that can be difficult but one way around no, what richard if, you, if you're not getting up at six and stripping out in yeah, your backyard yeah. <laughs> then it's <laughs> a little easier yes and if, if you've only just if you missed the beginning and you're just listening now it's paint stripping richard, paint stripping richard is joking <laughs> because um, he would get arrested. Although we're in San Francisco. No, it's, it's legal. It's legal. It's here. totally it's legal. legal yeah. Okay, so don't worry about it. Um, so one thing then, if you are maybe concerned about the fiber, is uh, then you could do the smoothies. And I mean, smoothies are great, great yeah. tasting. Uh, they fill you up for a big while there. I was a big smoothie guy. I was, you know, for breakfast, right. I was having like four or five bananas with you oh, know, that's half right. a basket of uh, blueberries and strawberries. And I just couldn't think of a better way to start everyone's desperate for a smoothie now i can hear it yeah it's, uh, perfect throw in a few ice coals have it ice cubes have it ice cold it's perfect but i would say that i had a trouble with you know kale those kinds of things in the smoothie in my digestion so okay. you don't have not everyone's this way but if you do start the smoothie stuff if you start making smoothies with kale and collard greens and those kind of things and you're feeling like oh my intestines don't like this so much that would be an argument for maybe smoothing the fruit and oh, juicing the kale and yeah. collards so you're not dealing with that kind of raw collard thing yeah yeah and some people that are fine with it it's it's just google green smoothie and you, yeah. you'll see there's this big well, the second green revolution yeah certainly a lot healthier than the first one um is you know trying to fit these super greens into your diet mm -hmm. and i mean really just if, i mean spinach is a little bit milder Mm -hmm. that's um, true you know if you could just stick that in in the morning and you'll be surprised how much better you feel and how you're getting that that fix of greens mm -hmm. during the day um and uh i guess that one of the things that juicing has over smoothies is with the amount of uh, vegetables that you're going to juice you just you couldn't eat that you couldn't fit it in right. your stomach so that's why juicing is so good is because you couldn't 
necessarily humanly actually eat that amount of food that you reduce right so that's a that's a pro with juicing um but whereas you're not getting the fiber but whereas the smoothies you're getting the fiber you're getting the fruit as a whole Mm -hmm. um but you're also getting that bulk so it's a little bit more difficult to ingest the same amount of nutrients but i really like that idea of juicing and and smoothing so i guess if you're somebody that works nine to five I mean, we need to be realistic here. I guess juicing and smoothing, it you know, it could be a little oh, bit more difficult. But I, I guess if you know. did a, if you did a smoothie for breakfast, yeah, and when you get home from work, the first thing you do is a juice, right? I mean, you're good for the yeah, day. You've, yeah, you know, you've you've gotten your nutrients. Um, certainly, one thing I always notice is my skin. My skin always changes when I start huh. juicing and smoothies and get oh, more wow. nutrients. And even clients have commented. On your skin? Yeah, on my skin. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Goodness. I want and, your clients. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I can feel it as well. I, I genuinely can feel that my skin feels wow. uh, better and, mm. and all the rest of it. So everyone's spending you know, millions of dollars on, uh, uh, on cosmetizing. Yeah. Just juice is yeah. natural and uh, healthy at the same time. Sounds good. So uh, certainly we could talk about this subject for, you know, for a lot more. And, and maybe we go into a little bit more detail on different types of juices and right smoothie machine it really is a whole number world out there i'm gonna be wanting to talk about my new oh yeah, yeah sports car juicer so we gotta talk, <laughs> yeah, more about talk about that. <laughs> maybe we'll talk about it next next week, week yeah um, when you get it i want to try it i'm pretty excited yeah um so but don't be overwhelmed here necessarily we're trying to just um juice some information oh um we're really just trying to you know get you to know about this this separate world that's out there of juicing and smoothies and it's a real shame that it's not recommended to everybody that goes yeah. to the doctor's office because i mean it's it's undeniable the benefits of of getting the the nutrients right um so certainly just start looking into it you don't have to go out and buy a juicer now or a smoothie maker now just just start having a look get it ticking over see if it's something that sounds good for you and could maybe benefit you and then maybe start looking into a little bit more information on how you can get going with that. Yeah, sounds good. So I think it's about a good time to move on to question of the week. And the question of the week this week comes from a YouTube viewer who has astigmatism and asks the question, can I do the astigmatism eye exercises with my glasses on? Um, one particular reason why he was asking this is because he was saying that his astigmatism is relatively bad. Right. Um, obviously, that's something very difficult uh, for us to gauge. But regardless, what we're trying to achieve here is natural vision improvement. So we want to try and improve our eyesight as much as possible in a natural way. Yeah, and probably what he's hitting, what a lot of people, a lot of our clients hit, is the, uh, they're just so used to their glasses that the blur they encounter when they mm. take them off, it's a bit of a psychological barrier you have to get over Yeah. of, I have blur. And they're yeah. just so used to avoiding that blur that that's one of the first things they hit. Yeah, it's almost like a, I don't know, a very negative thing. Yeah. Um, and... Again, one of the big reasons why I was able to achieve what I achieved with my recent breakthrough was I had all that ah. static and I had to stay with it and I had to go through the static, something that I wanted to avoid completely because right. it's reminding me that I'm going blind. Who wants to see that? 
Um, it's the same thing, you know, but spending time there, the brain adapts to it and you, you know, you start. Yeah, well, some, uh, today I was walking along. I normally walk, 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 walk until I may be 10 feet from something mm-hmm. to identify it as the mailbox. Okay. And I'm like looking across a street, you know, across a, another street. Mm-hmm. So I'm maybe a third of a block away. And I have a sense, maybe there's a mailbox on this corner. And I look across and there's, you know, a blob, basically, mm-hmm. in the shape of a mailbox. <laughs> it wasn't a woman. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a heavily overweight woman. No, no it wasn't. <laughs> For, fortunately not. It, it was, was actually it was actually a mailbox. <laughs> oh, good. And I noticed, it's like, it just that sh- shift, like you're saying, like, I wouldn't normally stop and look for a mailbox at that distance. Yeah. I would wait until I would probably just ignore whatever that blob was, walk another 20 feet, then look in that direction. And that's the same thing. You're, you're, you're engaging with the blurriness of it all. And instead of ignoring it and trying to only accept what you can see at that, you know, clearly. You could really see it as use it or lose it. So what we're really trying to do here is use what's weak or just use what's natural. And then it starts to strengthen and then you're able to start using it again and seeing better with it. So by doing the astigmatism or any eye exercise without your glasses, you're retraining the brain to use the eyes naturally and helping that vision improvement improve so much better. But one thing I did say is, well, it also depends on uh, safety and you know, we don't know what situation this, this person's going through. So you have to really gauge for yourself uh, whether you feel that you need to wear your glasses while doing it. But in general, we certainly recommend that you shouldn't wear your glasses when doing your eye exercises. Right. Consider it sort of good form in doing your exercises, just not wearing your glasses. And less strain as well. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's also good to start getting used to the blur, get used to being without your glasses and you'll notice improvement just from that in itself. So it is an important aspect to get rid of your glasses is to try and use them, use them less and less. Well, and actually, if you did the exercises with your glasses, you wouldn't notice that you were improving, which is part of the exercise Good point. for a lot of people is you do the exercise, oh, I see a little clearer now. And if you have your glasses on, you're just going to be rote going through the, glass, the exercise. Yeah. And that's not what we want you to do. We want to appreciate the increase of clarity as well. So... Okay, well, we hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast on Envision Self-Healing. And uh, if you want to find out a little bit more information, you can head over to our website at envisionselfhealing.com. And there's a free ebook there that you can get your hands on that give you some real basic but good information on how vision improvement can start helping you and your eyesight. You will also find some free vision improvement programs over there so you can get started on improving your eyesight as soon as possible. We also talk about all the exercises there and some videos so that you can really get a good grasp on how to do these eye exercises so you can start getting going today. You can also check out our Facebook fan page where we post uh, pictures all the time and post information on how we're getting on with our own eyesight and indeed some people leave us some questions over there and so we start building a little community. I'll put a picture up this week of uh, the Golden Gate Park where I was using that as my eye exercises and you can also check out the uh, other picture I had there of when I went to the vegetable shop and how I've actually noticed an improvement of seeing more of the upper awning of that vegetable shop down there uh, in San Francisco. 
You can also follow Richard and myself on Twitter, where again, we regularly do updates and also keep people updated on information on the latest thing that's going on in the world of Envision Self-Healing. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, then you can simply press the subscribe button and you'll be able to get one of these podcasts sent to you automatically every week that we do. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can also subscribe there. And again, you'll be notified every time we release one of our latest videos. So good luck with your eye exercises this week and happy healing. And have a good week.